0: Hello there, Christian. Hello there, Talk and Fight fans. Welcome to another exciting episode of uh, the Olympics Special. Um, let me just start off by—I read an interesting article this morning, courtesy of the oh. state of—yep, courtesy of the state of Florida. They are saying, thank you. Uh,
1: "I know, I, I know this one." <laughs> okay,
0: it is—it is good. Uh, despite the logistics of eleven thousand athletes. Uh, they're saying how they handled the uh, UFC championship they handled the NBA bubble blah 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 so they're more than capable of handling uh, the Olympics if uh, if the IOC would consider them the state of Florida. No. yeah now they,
1: they I, I didn't mention this yesterday because I wasn't going to get into that that whole uh, that whole thing but in the article that uh, a lot of our yesterday's information about whether or not we were going to have an Olympics at all um, it was mentioned that uh, that uh, Thomas Brand, the uh, the IOC president, was unlikely to take up the uh, the, the tongue in cheek uh, offer of the state of Florida to host the games uh, on their behalf. Uh, I think that's a lot of that, has, that. That offer has to do with the fact that you know Florida is kind of America's petri dish at the moment. Uh, they they really haven't cared from day one. Uh, you know, when the first lockdowns came in, you saw everybody still just stream down there for spring break. And I think they just left it all down there. So I, I wouldn't be too uh, in too much of a rush to get down there myself. That's just me, though. <laughs> but, but, you know, j- move, moving along a little bit from yesterday, sort of having some technical issues there. Um, there was an announcement about an hour after uh, after you and I had got off the air yesterday. Uh, I guess they had concluded finally their, their business for the day, and the IOC did make a statement. Uh, IOC President Thomas Brand, uh, uh, sorry, Thomas Bach, I keep saying Brand, I'm not sure why. Uh, Thomas Bach uh, actually had a few things to say on the matter, so we're going to go over that just now. Uh, but the practical upshot is, as it sits right now, we have an Olympic Games. Officially speaking, we have Olympics going forward. So once again, a lot of today's info is going to be coming to us uh, courtesy of the BBC, uh, and they're reporting on this uh, on this one. So I'm going to jump right in here. And again, sorry, just having some technical there. There we go. So the International uh, Olympic Committee. sorry, is at this point in time, they're saying fully concentrated and committed to the successful and safe delivery of the Tokyo Olympics and Paralympics this year, despite the COVID-19 pandemic. Now, this is, again, according to uh, Thomas Bach, president of the IOC. Uh, Now, he went on to say that at this point, all stakeholders, including the Japanese government, were fully united and committed to going ahead with the rearranged games. So, despite most of Japan currently being under a state of emergency because of a third wave of uh, the COVID nineteen pandemic, uh, the Olympics are still set to commence as of the twenty third of July, or about one hundred and seventy six days as of filming right now. Um, Bach went on to say that there is no blueprint uh, for trying to reorganize. Uh, sorry, there is no blueprint for trying to organize this rearranged games during an ongoing pandemic. Uh, which he says has multiplied the complexity of staging these events. Uh, He did admit, though, for the first time that there is the possibility that there may be no crowds at any of the events. Uh, And that is significant because that's the first time we're hearing that from the IOC camp. Uh, He says, I cannot tell you this. We will do whatever is needed in order to organize a safe games. Uh, Dan Roan from Tokyo 2020 uh, also chimed in on this as well, saying that, you know, uncertainty persists over the Olympics and Paralympics, Uh, you know, working on how Tokyo 2020 uh, goes ahead. We are learning every day that this fight against the virus is a tough one, Uh, but we're learning to fight this for and like Olympic athletes. Now, this means with a full determination and with a will to win, with hard work every day and with all the physical and mental strength that we have. So, Bach, once again, has dismissed um, the idea of any talks of a plan B, of uh, relocating events or of cancellation. Because we are not speculating on whether the games are taking place. We are working with how the games will take place. Uh, when pressed on the matter and asked, uh, you know, at what stage would you consider calling off the Olympics? Uh, You know, he continued to toe the line at that point, uh, saying, our task is to organize Olympic Games, not to cancel Olympic Games. This is why we are working day and night to organize safe Olympic Games. Now, this brings us back to uh, the COVID-19 playbook that uh, you and I were discussing a little bit yesterday. and because we're beginning the rollout on that, uh, at this point uh, Bach has called for patience and understanding, saying that it was in the interests of the athletes, the National Olympic Committees, uh, the Japanese, and as well as the organizers to be diligent, of course, uh, and that the IOC is now issuing the first versions because you know this is going to be a living document as things change. This is going to change uh, of the playbook for the games. Uh, and he said that the athletes and everyone can trust that we are providing the facts of our planned countermeasures as the situation develops. Uh, now, we don't have a copy of that yet, but as soon as I can get my hands on a copy of what that playbook uh, looks like, I'll try to do a breakdown for you guys here. Uh, so we can get an idea of what uh, challenges we're going to be facing with the Olympics. Um Bach also added that uh, every possible scenario is being considered and that the IOC is taking safety advice uh, from the Japanese as well as world health bodies, while also talking to vaccine manufacturers. Uh, Bach himself, I should add, is a uh, a former uh, Olympian himself, uh, being a gold medalist in fencing, and he has been the president of the IOC since about 2013. He's also warning at this point that this constant speculation, such as we have been doing, um, as to whether or not the Olympics are going to take place, is hurting athletes. Now, I, I don't know about that myself. Um, it's like, is this a question of their hurting athletes' chances of securing lucrative endorsement deals? Is it the possibility that companies maybe aren't committing to those sponsorships that they normally would with the uh, games being up in the air? Or is this just a case of the IOC not wanting to admit how bad things are getting, thus jeopardizing their own revenues? I really don't know. Uh, Graham, what are your two th- two cents on that? Uh,
0: those are great questions uh, to have answered by them uh, and only speculate on
1: our behalf. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, well, speculate away then. If I were an Thank athlete... You. I- is it hurting that uh, we keep talking about whether or not this is happening? Uh, is it better for the athletes if they're told right now, listen, it's not going forward and to start focusing on other events that are upcoming, other tournaments, or, you know, should we keep plugging away at this?
0: If I were an athlete, keeping in mind, I'd be an amateur athlete and keeping in mind I'm not an athlete.
1: That's what Olympians are, amateur athletes.
0: If I was an amateur athlete, I'd have no greater goal, quite frankly, than to... Uh, go to the Olympics and compete in the Olympics. Mm -hmm. So until they're actually canceled, I would continue training and have my goals set squarely on hitting that podium. Uh, I can't see any other way around. If I'm an athlete, if I'm that, and that's what I do, uh, you know, I train daily and I practice and I compete in all these other, I'm sure that there are other uh, competitions going on. Well, maybe not but uh, let's say that well are. like
1: everything else a lot of the world competition competitions and continentals everything's kind of been put on pause at this point in time
0: in that case i think that my chances of winning would be even better um, i don't know I, I would look at it quite positively and i would i would keep on going and until they're actually canceled uh, what can you do other than move forward so my mindset would be they're not going to get canceled i'm going to keep on going until the you know take a look at the, i think it was the 84 olympics when uh, there was a bit of a boycott going on. And, uh, you know, imagine being in one of those countries that boycotted the Olympics. Uh, You know, you you trained for four years, you had your eyes set on hitting that podium, and all of a sudden your country pulls out. You're not allowed to compete anymore. I mean, that would be devastating. So if I'm an athlete, until I hear they're actually canceled, I'm going full bore. I'm I'm going for it
1: yeah that would be devastating i suppose, you know i suppose you're right uh do you think that the speculation though is 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 hurting athletes you know whether it be from a mental or a financial standpoint
0: I have to wonder whether uh athletes really truly do read uh, i was gonna say read uh the headlines uh let alone stories or or watch their podcasts or whatever i'm I'm not so sure uh you know they're going to sit, sit on the negative. I'm going to say that they're going to focus primarily on their training and their goals of making the Olympic team and going forward uh, to attain the podium. That's what I would think. I'm not sure they'd sit there and doom and gloom every scenario as to how it's not going to happen, but in fact, focus on the fact that it will happen.
1: Well, I hope you're right. Uh, you know, and I hope that, uh, you know, everyone out there is still training and that uh, those those people who are training are actually still going to get a chance to move forward. Because we talked a little bit yesterday about, uh, again, uh, things like uh, access to vaccines in some countries that are going to have slower uh, rollouts than others. You know, for example, Japan hasn't even started their rollout yet. They're starting their, vac- they're starting their vaccine rollout next month. You know, whereas really? you know, we've got other countries that are already well into their rollouts.
0: Not that this is funny, but uh, in that same article I was reading on the state of Florida, uh, the fellow who was being quoted, his comment was, as opposed to other states, our vaccine does not sit on the shelf wrapped in red tape. So, you know, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what would prevent uh, countries from vaccinating their Olympic athletes. Sure, they're not first responders, but on the other hand, I would think that all first responders by now in most uh in most have to have been have to
1: have be vaccinated and well, i, I guess countries are still trying to get their hands on the vaccine uh,
0: i haven't read that it's yeah. limited limited in any way
1: have you uh well uh, um, yeah uh, as, as a matter of fact it has in a, in a in a number of places uh, in a, as well as in the states itself florida being actually a, a really weird example of that uh based on the fact that uh up until very recently Uh, There was a bit of a COVID tourism beginning to happen in Florida because they were saying uh, for seniors, if you were over 65, you were able to get the vaccine and nothing in their uh, language when they were putting uh, their own regulations out said that you actually had to be from Florida. So people were traveling from all over the US and, you know, some from Canada who could get over the border were traveling to Florida specifically to uh, kind of jump the line and get their hands on a vaccine. Now I think they've changed that rule as of I think it was last week, saying that uh, as of now you actually have to show that you do uh, own or rent or, or are a Florida resident at least I should say before you're given access. But uh, they have been welcoming a lot of people to the state, uh, you know, as part of a you know a vaccine tourism kind of industry. So they're always looking for different ways to get people in. I'm you can pretty say sure that about Florida.
0: I, I, yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm pretty sure though that there are. Uh, More than enough uh, uh, production facilities uh, who are capable of producing the quantities of vaccines needed around the world, I
1: think these should be uh, the actual people required to vaccinate the people. Uh, Well, again, like everything else, rollouts are happening different places differently. Like there's already a big uh, row happening right now in Europe versus the UK post Brexit, uh, where they're having shortages on uh, doses in the EU. And they're saying uh, that they're demanding doses that are being manufactured in the UK be sent to the EU now. Uh, under agreements that existed before, the Brexit, before uh, Brexit took place. So there's already a lot of red tape, even for the doses that are being, uh, being manufactured out there. Uh, but I, it's worth noting, and it was mentioned yesterday briefly in this as well, that uh, both the head of the IOC and the IPC, the uh, Paralympic Committee, are stating that uh, they're giving direction that under no circumstances should athletes be given preferential treatment when it comes to re- receiving the COVID-19 vaccinations and that, uh, you know, preference should be given wherever you are in the world to first responders uh, and to people in high risk groups. So the IOC, and I'm sure that'll be one of the things that will be covered in the playbook, which once again, as soon as we have our hands on something like that, I'm going to be going through to hopefully bring you guys more information on what an Olympics under coronavirus looks like. Mm -hmm. Um, And hopefully we'll get some more direction at that point but right now they're definitely saying that they don't want to see athletes getting preferential treatment because that's just going to turn into scandals uh you know be it regional or international kind of thing where you've got uh high risk groups not receiving a vaccine so that you could have a potential gold medalist fly around the world and and uh you know you know fingers crossed you know come out on top
0: i'm I'm gonna hazard a guess here and and go out on a limb quite frankly and say If I'm considered in that pool of human beings that someone is calling high risk, in other words, I'm old age, Uh, old age,
1: pre-existing conditions, things like that, autoimmune deficiencies. There's a number of things that can land you in that. It's not necessarily age.
0: Okay, let's put it this way. If I'm on death's door and I Mm -hmm. still have my wits about me, I'm going to say, give it to the young people, give it to the kids. You know, I've had a good life. Uh, let those youngsters have it. Let them go compete. Don't don't you government officials start saying I'm in a high risk category, therefore I need it first. Hell, no. Give it to the young guys. Go compete.
1: Actually, one well, of that's that, that's interesting that you say that, and that was actually uh, something, especially since this is Tokyo we're talking about right now, because um, that very much is a mindset that you do see in in Japanese culture, um, in the wake of the Fukushima uh, nuclear disaster a few years back now. Uh, there were huge groups of, uh, of elder, what we would now consider to be a high risk for COVID uh, individuals, uh, groups of elderly citizens who are volunteering to get involved in the cleanup, uh, basically saying that this is dangerous work and that, you know, you, you do run the risk of, you know, uh, coming into contact with uh, radioactive materials, which could, you know, radiation poisoning or any slew of other health issues that can come as a result of that. And when asked why these people were volunteering, that's that was exactly what they said. They said, we've had a long life. You know, this this is our responsibility. You know, we've been here a long time. We're cleaning this up for future generations so that they'll be able to, you know, to live, work and enjoy life in this country. So it's interesting that you should say that because that's that was exactly what happened uh, just after the Fukushima incident. Again, if I'm mispronouncing that, apologies. Sounded right to me. Uh, well, I get
0: that argument completely, and I and I don't like to see government speaking on behalf of, shall we say, the high-risk
1: populations. Quite well, frankly. that was the IOC. That wasn't the uh, the government in that particular one, in that particular okay. case. All right. Let me yeah. rephrase that. Governing bodies. Fair enough.
0: Anyway, uh, wow. So lo- lots to talk about still. Let's go forward, though, and uh, continue our series based on the fact that, like all athletes have to base their facts, <laughs> it is... It is going forward. The Olympics are going forward, so let's continue our series, with that in mind.
1: Yeah. So tomorrow, what I want to chat about is I found a great article talking a little bit about how these guys, how Olympic athletes, uh, you know, how do they get paid, and uh, you know, where are they making, where are they, you know, you know, paying the rent for starters, and you know, where are they making their money uh, after the fact or during the Olympics. Uh, so we'll be taking a look a little bit tomorrow at uh, the American example as one of the more developed. Uh, Uh, international uh, sport communities kind of thing Um, and I want to take a look at how athletes are again uh, talking about endorsement deals versus sponsorships versus performance incentives from things like uh, you know the American Olympic Committee versus outside sources as well so we've got a bit to talk about tomorrow on that still still at this point looking at the economics of the games and uh, how we get from the how much it costs to get from the couch to that uh, gold medal bout. So I'm looking forward to getting back to, now that we know that the games are going forward, uh, at this point, I'm looking forward to getting back to some of our regularly scheduled topics. Awesome. Looking forward to it. Cool. Like, share, subscribe. (laughs) That's all I've got for today, guys. (laughs) As always, though, if you have something that you do want to see us for, whether it's about Olympics or anything else, please do, uh, you know, leave a note down in the comments there and we'll do our best to uh, define that and to uh, get our research in.
0: All right. Thanks very much, Christian. We'll see you tomorrow. Talk to you tomorrow.